0: Friday, February 14th, 2020. Day 40. Happy Valentine's Day. We were up and out of the house by 8:50 a.m. We're not far from the theme park, so it only took us 10 minutes or so to get there, plus a few minutes of accidental detours trying to figure out the parking. We went with preferred parking in the Frankenstein area. It was $35 US. It was definitely a good spot for people who don't want to walk too much. But we wanted to walk through Studio City after the park. So maybe it was a waste since it's cheaper to park on the other side of Studio City. Universal Studios Hollywood did not disappoint. Not that our day was perfect, but it was really cool. I couldn't stop smiling. I was giddy like a little child. I had our plan and I was ready. We weren't the first by far, but we made pretty good time. I got really excited when the door suddenly opened 30 minutes early. They made an announcement and then we counted down from 10. (laughs) Not two minutes after entering the park did disappointment set in. I was confused to see a mass of people crowded to a halt. So much for letting us in early. They didn't let us in to see anything until a few minutes after 10 a.m. So they were actually a little late. (sighs) Insert rolling eyes emoji. We were all together in such a large group that I was worried people might trample each other in a stampede towards the rides. Number one stop. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, of course. The long wait in the crowd increased the urgency for my bladder. (laughs) I took a risk and stopped in the bathroom for two minutes where moaning Myrtle could be heard, only in the Hogsmeade bathroom. Stephen wasn't too pleased that I did that since hundreds of people passed by towards the ride. This is the main Harry Potter ride. I realized this would be the case, but I didn't want to be focused on my bladder while entering the main event of the day. Luckily, the line wasn't bad after all. It really helped that we visited without bringing in any bags or backpacks. So this is tip number one. If you can put your necessities in zipper pockets of your clothes, do it. It was only after much research that I decided this would be the best way to enjoy our day. There was a long line for those who had to put bags in lockers, and one for those who didn't. So we jumped forward enough To make up for my potty break. (laughs) Now let's talk about the ride. From stepping into the fantastic Hogsmeade and up to the castle, and to the very end, it was awesome. It felt very authentic, and the queue was really, really cool. After a bit of a climb, the line moved fast. We entered a hall with a couple statues along the wall, and large, clean cylinders, with each house name and little beads filled to different heights. I'm guessing that indicates house points. At the end of the hall was a statue of a hippogriff or eagle. I don't know. It's the one that leads to Dumbledore's office from the movies. We walked by a few halls with moving and talking picture frames. These were really cool. The line was almost moving too quickly. I was trying to soak it all in. We walked through Dumbledore's office and the room used for defense against the dark arts with Harry, Hermione, and Ron on a 3D screen telling us about our mission, and adventure. As we moved forward, I caught glimpses of the carts for the ride. The sorting hat was a well-made animatronic and gave us some tips about the safety in the ride. A conveyor belt-like set of carts seemed to be moving quickly and did not stop for passengers to get on and off. I really appreciated the efficiency of this ride. We got on and the ride truly began. It moved fairly quickly, sideways, with large screens that really encompassed you. It was so exhilarating. I was especially pleased that we got through the line so quickly. There were a few other rides that had the lockers that would have taken us much longer. I'm so sleepy. I'm having to finish this tomorrow. I couldn't read what I was writing because I was starting to fall asleep while I wrote this. So I'll have to write this, continuing on the next day. Back to the ride and legible writing. It moved forward and back as well as almost constantly to the left. It's like you're flying on a broom. You escape a dragon, you fly through the Quidditch field, and the Dementors try to kiss you. Movie reference. But Harry uses the Patronus to save you. At the end, you see the characters on a screen all cheering for you as if you did something amazing. Which you kind of did. You exit downstairs and through a gift shop. Sneaky, sneaky. Once again, if you have no bags, you don't have anything to collect at the end of the ride. So we were out quite quickly. We bypassed all the fun shops and other rides within the area, as suggested in the blog I looked at during my preparations, and made our way down to the lower lot attractions. This area is smaller, but had some of the best rides in my opinion. We decided to check out the Jurassic Park ride first. We didn't wait in line at all. How strange, but delightful. This ride was awesome. We were in front and I think got soaked the most. I drew a little diagram and it shows me in the front left and then Steven and then nobody next to him. There are four spots in each row. It seemed like the ride was broken right near the end when we were on a high upward incline. But after a minute we got moving and it took an awesome plunge into the pool at the end. Good thing it was a pretty warm and sunny day, as most rides got us a little wet. Next, we made our way over to the Transformers ride. Again, moving quickly since we had no gear holding us back. I really loved this one. It had a pretty cool queue, but since there was hardly any line to speak of, we walked through quite quickly. This one had a lot of jerking around. You wear 3D glasses during this ride. I really like the story that we participated in this one. Next... And last in the lower lot was the mummy ride. This one was really fast paced, after a slow meandering start. We didn't have a long line for this one either. Maybe three minutes, hashtag sweet. It was a short ride, but fun. You go backwards for part of it. In my preparations, we considered using the single rider lanes, but up to this point, we didn't even need to. And throughout the day, we never did. Although if they had the option for all of the rides, there were definitely some rides I would have used those single rider lanes. We were flying high. It was 11.15 and we had completed four major rides. We exited the lower lot, feeling good about our day thus far. We decided to board the buses and trams for the studio tour. This is an hour tour of the hot sets and lands they use to shoot films. There were a bunch of facades and real buildings. There were large studios that you couldn't see into that are used for The Voice, America's Got Talent, and others that I don't know. There were offices where producers worked to plan all these shows. We saw Jennifer Lopez's parking spot, since she among others work in one of these offices for her creations, which I thought was pretty cool. Even though I didn't see any celebrities on this tour, and I wasn't expecting to, it was really neat imagining these people hard at work. It's strange to think how they must do these scenes and avoid all the tour buses, trams, roads, and make things look so real. It's really quite impressive. There are hills with forests that many movies, such as Bird Box, which I haven't seen. Hashtag too scary. Cool cars used in films such as Jurassic Park, Fast and the Furious, Back to the Future, etc. We drove through the streets where the good place is filmed. I thought that was really fun because I've watched that series and it's kind of cool. There were sets for Western streets, New York, Mexico, Europe. We saw the Bates Motel set where they had an actor put a lady in the trunk of his car. And then he started coming after us with a knife in his hand! (laughs) There was a messy set with a crashed 747 plane and neighborhood, which was initially used for War of the Worlds. The studio tour also had a few fun things where we would step into a room or building with massive walls. One was with King Kong, another was with the Fast and Furious. They even had one they said is used in Bones, among others I'm sure. To make it seem like we were in a subway and an earthquake struck. A large section of the roof and roadway collapses, and an oil tanker slides down, almost colliding with us. Gushing water comes down the stairs and right by us. Another part of the tour has a flood simulator. It comes down the road and under a bridge where it acts like a fountain, recirculating the same water. There are overhead sprinklers that are used to simulate rain, hashtag clever. They had a little lake area with a short Jaws demonstration. Another area close by had a log house with a large blue screen far behind, with concrete in between, which can be filled with water for various films. I think they shot Sully here. The tour guide was giving us all kinds of information during the ride. At one point, just past Europe, I think, there was an active set where we all had to be quiet. They were shooting some home and family show. You couldn't see anything, really. Tip number two. Download the app you can create your own itinerary to make your plan It shows updated wait times for each ride and event schedule. How cool is that? Ollivander's was a 20 minute wait according to the app, but turned out to be more like one hour And after a long line, we get into a crowded room with wallpaper to make it look like a bunch of wand boxes How authentic then you move into another small room where they select a boy who goes through a wand choosing process The actions were pretty lame, especially compared to what happens in the movie. Afterwards, I felt cheated of my time. Really? Was that it? Ollivanders equals a waste of time. This should be a demo that goes on throughout the day and is visible in the streets, in my opinion. Not something you wait in a long lineup. No. That was lame. You can just go ahead and cross that off of your itinerary. We moved on to the Flight of the Hippogriff ride, which is extremely short, but fun ride. I would say it's worth it, but go when the line is 10 to 15 minutes or less. It didn't help that it stopped working or something for a few minutes. It has some pretty cool views of Hogwarts during the ride, so that one was not a disappointment. Plus, you walk by Hagrid's place and see Buckbeak. The Waterworld show was starting pretty soon, so after the roller coaster or hippogriff ride, we grabbed a butterbeer to share, which was almost $9. Rip off! but I felt like I had to try it. Plus, it was pretty tasty. I would have liked to try the ice cream, but it didn't seem to be available. So we found our seats on the last green bench of the soak zone in the middle section. I figured it wouldn't be like a bucket of water on my head. Maybe more like a water gun shooting straight at me. <laughs> and as we began, I wasn't sure I would even get wet at all. Then, near the end of the show, we just get assaulted with a ton of water from this boat shooting right at us. I had some protection from the people ahead of me, but Stephen got drenched. I thought we were somewhat safe being in the last of the wet zone rows. But oh, how I was mistaken. The show was really fun and had an incredible ending with a float plane coming over the wall and landing in the water. It was so dramatic and really cool. We took our now partially soaking bodies on a walk to the Minions ride. It said it was only a 20 minute wait. But this one was much longer. We waited an hour or so. The queue was not very interesting, and after we finally got in, there were three sets of rooms to get through. The first two they have you come in and stand and look up at a screen while Gru is talking. I had waited in line, listening to enough yapping with screens on repeat. Then the climax of the wait. The third room where there were tons of eight person cubicles and a large movie theater type of screen. There was a head in front of me, blocking part of my view. The ride at this point was fun, but after an aggravating wait and two pointless rooms, I was annoyed. So a big two thumbs down to this ride. Minions equals a major waste of time. Maybe I would go on it if there was no wait. Hmm, even still, not worth it. Stephen was quite cold at this point, His jacket got really wet from the Waterworld show, so we needed to find a sunny spot to sit. I took his zip-up hoodie to the bathroom and put it under the Dyson fan to speed up the drying process. We decided to pass on the special effects show and animal actor show. Now I'm trying to remember what happened next. How sad is that? It was just yesterday. (laughs) I think we did the Harry Potter ride again, and once again really enjoyed it. I think that we took some time at this point to look at the shops And although I wanted a keepsake, I didn't find anything that really grabbed me. The chocolate frogs were so expensive. I didn't really care to buy a wand either. So I said goodbye to this magical little world of Harry Potter. We decided to try out the Panda ride and attraction. This one had a short wait, but was way cooler than the Minions one. The theater seats are separate and they don't move as much, but since you're not waiting like for the Minions, I would say to do it if you have time. We decided to try for the Simpsons ride. For some reason, there was a long wait, pretty much all day for this one. The queue was so-so. How they had us maneuvering to different areas was also pretty interesting. They had some people staying on the same level and others going upstairs. Since you're placed in groups of eight and in private-like rooms, you can bring bags on this ride. Not that we had one anyways. I really liked this one, but since we were in the back and someone's head blocked a portion of my view, I was a little disappointed with it yet I'm glad we went on it. To finish our experience, we walked through the gift shops. Oh my word, so many gift shops. We didn't buy anything, but made our way out of the park a few minutes before closing, maybe 20 minutes. The park hours for the day were 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., so I think that's a pretty good amount of time spent there. We also didn't purchase anything from any of the restaurants or vendors for food. We had brought our own little snacks that were zipped up in Steven's pockets. That was the way to go although i was tempted to try one of the donuts from the simpsons area but they're just so big and expensive and i just said no i really wanted to walk through the studio city walk we found a popcorn place the same brand we had in hawaii so we went in and bought some churro flavored popcorn they had some pretty neat and peculiar types we tasted but did not buy the cupcake flavor i was tempted to also purchase the jalapeno cheddar Though i didn't give it a taste there were lots of restaurants and various shops we browsed a fun candy store that had pretty crazy stuff like mega-sized gummies etc we had initially planned on eating at the three broomsticks but thought our money could be better used we had only eaten a protein bar that we shared as well as a fruit source bar also shared they were easy items to keep in stephen's pocket along with his credit and debit card license and some cash we decided not to carry water bottles since we could drink from fountains or ask for water at various vendors. So we had a really fun-filled day with minor lows and incredible highs. I could definitely see myself going again or maybe to a different location such as Florida's Universal Studios or others around the world. I'm also pretty excited that we bought Seasons Passes to Six Flags and that we have that to look forward to. We didn't take a ton of pictures throughout the day, maybe only four? I guess I didn't feel the need to have pictures of me with whatever statue or character and Stephen with whatever statue and character. A lot of these things can be seen online from other people's photos. Plus, I didn't want to spend my day doing that. I wanted to enjoy the atmosphere and experience. Priorities, right? Hopefully this journal entry will serve us as a memory keeper that when I read will bring me back to those moments I most enjoyed. And honestly, it has. And even though we had a really long day, we decided to stop for some groceries, so here's this experience. This may not have been the best idea, but we decided to do some grocery shopping, since we were out and about anyways. There are Walmarts, something neighborhood market, that are just grocery stores. We found one not too far from our accommodations and made our way there. It was not smooth sailing as exits were missed, drivers were insane. And Google led us through neighborhood streets that were not well-lit and were difficult to cross at times. So I gave up on Google and paved my own path. When we got to the parking lot, it was a bit of a chaotic situation trying to get in. The lot was packed and people were blocking the entrance with rows of cars trying to escape the scene. Oh dear. We were certainly blessed to not be injured or in any car wrecks. One impatient lady had me gesturing a hand, not a finger, to stop and please wait as we were partially in the way of oncoming traffic. (laughs) So please do not cut in front of us. (laughs) That was what my hand was saying. We were able to buy plenty of food for our week, most of which is completely unhealthy. (laughs) Four boxes of sugary cereals. At least that's over. I prepared ravioli and toast for dinner, which was enjoyed on the bed while continuing our current Netflix fix, Madam Secretary. It's not available in Canada, so I'm pretty sure we're trying to complete it in the next few weeks. The Wi-Fi is quite poor for the other TV, so unless we're watching cable TV, many more meals will be enjoyed in that spot on the bed. Though we have many desserts, I had but a small bowl of churro popcorn. I was pretty pooped after that, so I got ready, wrote in this journal, and hit the pillow. Side note, 17 and a half pages devoted to Valentine's Day, yet nothing really about Valentine's or my love. But what a day to remember.